Hello and welcome to episode four of the TGN podcast. This is a special Red Dead Redemption episode. We've all been playing it, I'm sure. It's been out a weekend now. Today I am joined by Rich, who's finally making an hey. appearance again. Hello. Yeehaw. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. Giddy up. <laughs> and Sam's with us again. Hi. Hi. I didn't have any cowboy related noises prepped, so Oh what? You should play Red Dead Redemption. There's loads. <laughs> so it's a massive game. I was lucky enough to review it, I suppose. <laughs> I the pleasure it's made you it. out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't played think it I, so much, it's not well anymore. I, know, I don't think I've ever played a game so much in such a short amount of time. It's a long game. But I'm guessing you two have been playing it over the weekend. Whereabouts are you at? What are you up to? Well, the interesting thing for me is that um, Xbox have deprecated one of... This is getting technical already, but Xbox (laughs) has deprecated one of their requirements for um, games and apps uh, that we track on the site. So we, as many people will know, we track gameplay time uh, on TA. And for the last probably year, um, a lot of games have been coming out that don't track that. And it used to be a requirement like when we did the app we had all the documentation that was a proper requirement, but that has been removed. So I wasn't expecting Red Dead to have gameplay time in it, uh, but it does. So they've, they've helpfully utilized that API. So I can tell you exactly how long I've played it. I've played it for seven hours. Okay. Um, and in game, it helpfully tells you your total game completion. So there's two completion percentages um, on the stats pages. One is the main story and one is the total game completion. And I am 23.5% through the total game completion and about 20% through the story, okay. which was surprising to me because I don't really think I've done a lot more of the other stuff than I have story, but I obviously have inadvertently somehow. So, yeah, I'm about a quarter of the way through, basically. <laughs> it's a long way. We did play about a quarter of it. Okay. Uh, uh, Sam, whereabouts are you up to in it? Not far at all. Unfortunately, I had a pretty hectic weekend anyway. So, I, uh, I've had probably four or five hours, I would say. But I've done a lot of kind of messing around, not really getting that far in the story, to be honest. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, um, that's easily done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's go through it. We won't give away any story spoilers. Because I know it's a long game and a lot of people won't be. Yeah, I don't want you to spoil the story either. I haven't got anywhere yet. <laughs> no, it's it's really hard. You know, when people with I've seen people assuming things on Twitter and you know <laughs> saying this and that, and it's really hard just not to chip in and go, "That's right, that's wrong, that's right, that's wrong." But I don't know. In a few weeks, I'll be able to talk about it properly, I guess. Um, but let's start. Everybody's going to have played this bit to start with. The, the opening section, the game introduces the fact that. A, a, a heist of some sort has gone wrong. You were involved with it, and you're kind of trekking through the snow. I reckon that probably lasts mm. a couple of hours that you're yeah. in the snow. Two hours of trekking. That's certainly what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did you think it was as an opening sort of like sequence? Well, I'll tell you why. So when I played the first Red Dead Redemption, I can't remember how long it was after GTA 4, I guess it would have been after. No, probably Vice City. I don't know. I can't remember. But there was an open, the opening sequence in that, you're on a train yep. and you're going through the West, the American Midwest. And it, it stuck in my head. Like Opening sequences do not stick in my head at all. I can remember Far Cry 5 because that was really, really dramatic and amazing. And it was only six months ago that I played it. But for me to remember the Red Dead Redemption 1 opening sequence is so unusual. 
that it must have really been something that triggered. I, I remember getting goosebumps. Yeah. Like you get off, the, I think you get off the train and then the mini map appeared and it was like, oh my God, it's a rock star game. <laughs> and it was, it was just amazing. I, I, I should go back and play it again just to try and remember why or watch a video on YouTube or something. And this didn't have any of that at all. Um, which really disappointed me because that was the bit I was really looking forward to. I was like, it's going to be 60 hours ahead of me, but this opening sequence is going to be amazing. And I was just like, oh, especially after waiting so long for the thing to install, (laughs) which might be worth mentioning as well. I've got it on disc, both which you get two discs, Xbox One X, and I think it took around three and a half hours to install the game, even from disc. And then you had a, a big update as well, I guess. The update is quite clever the way it does it. So it downloads the op- update online while the disc is installing. Um, mm. And it was only four gig. Oh, so right, it wasn't, okay. wasn't too big. That that had downloaded within 10, 10% of the game installing from the disc. Yeah, um, same on same on PlayStation 4. It, it starts downloading any updates as soon as you put the disc in, which is good. Mm. How, long did it, how long did it take to install uh, for not, you? I think it was probably about two or three hours overall. Um, so but, it's a lot, isn't it, when you've yeah. got the disc there? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard to say because I, I got one disc done and then I had to go out and I had to come back and do the other uh, Yeah, disc. okay, fair enough. So it's two discs on PlayStation, two discs on Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, About 100 gig in total. Dave, how long did it take you to download it when you downloaded it? Uh, it was pretty quick, to be honest, but the initial download, that was another thing everybody was saying that the install size was 100 and odd gigs. Mm. When I got it initially, initially it was like 82 Oh, okay. That's interesting. So I I don't know what they've added. Maybe it was a texture pack or something I got after because I know there's been a lot of talk about that. But yeah, probably an hour and a half, something like that. It is frustrating though. I, back in the days where you'd buy a game and you put Just it in the drive it. and then you play <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I know. I seem like I sound like some crazy old man, but it's quite sad that you have to wait three hours to play a game. I don't know. Um, I remember. I, I remember installing stuff on my PC with floppy disks that probably took about two hours. To be fair, Rich. Oh, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Okay. Don't play PC games. That's the answer. To that. <laughs> okay. So, Sam, what were your thoughts on the opening section? Yeah, I was kind of similar. I, I I actually played Red Dead redemption one through recently for playlist um so so i had actually well not all the way through i got most of the way through but i had seen that opening again recently and it is just there's something about the atmosphere of that opening in the first one that they didn't quite capture this time around i definitely agree with that and i think it's partly maybe because we didn't know what was going on when we first tried to play red dead redemption like it was it was a new yeah was a new thing for rockstar to be doing um we weren't sure what it was going to look like how it was going to kind of play out whereas this time that's kind of already know especially because we know that it's a prequel and we know who it's involving it was a little less they spent a long time lingering on the characters and lingering on like the the atmosphere and stuff whereas i kind of already knew what was coming to be honest i I don't think it just generally didn't help for me that it was in the snow it just really slowed things down yeah Yeah. it kind of made things a bit torturous yeah yeah so, like, your opening scene is dark and snowy, and you you don't really get to appreciate the world at all. No, yeah. in the, in the, and that and that lasts a fair fair chunk, doesn't it? That first section. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; the the snow effects were amazing, oh, yeah. and, and the, the oil lamp light, the way it reflects off the ground, all of that. I was enjoying all of that, but I just looking back on it, I thought I didn't really get a sense of the entertainment of the game like i was mainly i mainly ended up looking at all the technical stuff and thinking oh wow this is really pretty and i thought well maybe i'm doing that because i'm not not really caring about what's going on right now because they're just trudging yeah. through the snow but yeah 
Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Anyway, the opening se- section definitely didn't grab me, but um, after a, a couple, it might not be a whole two hours, but after a, while, a fair amount of walking around in the snow and doing pretty insignificant missions, uh, that it changes to, I guess, spring, it would be. I can only know this because Forza Horizon 4 has taught me the seasons. Uh, <laughs> now, no. <laughs> well, you just kind of transition, don't you, from the snowy mountains yeah. into lower yeah, ground. and then you get the new barn find. Yeah. Uh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, um, I definitely agree with what you said. I remember when I played the first Red Dead, I put it in and I, I didn't go to bed that night. Like, I just couldn't stop playing it. And it probably took me... I don't know, maybe seven, eight hours, I guess, to, you know, actually feel like I was really enjoying it and kind of getting a connection to the character Arthur Monk. So I think, I don't know, I can't remember how Red Dead, I know it started in the train and that was, I remember that, but I don't know how it carried on from there. Whereas this seems to be quite choppy between a little bit of gameplay, then a cut scene, then a cut scene, and, yeah. and then moving again. And it it did seem like a, a, I mean, it was epic in kind of, like Sam said, with the snow effects and, you know, it looked beautiful, but, it was. It did seem quite slow initially, and you didn't kind of know who the character was, what was really going on. No, and they bring they bring in quite a lot of different NPCs pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, so you, you've got lots of different people of different ages and different backgrounds, and you're trying to piece together all of their stories along with your own, because obviously you don't really know much about yourself, your own character, and there's this sort of ongoing mystery about what's happened in this other town yeah. before before the game starts that is you're trying to discover all that stuff but none of that i know it's early doors for me none of that has really grabbed me particularly at the moment no um but i think we'll we'll come on to a bit of the story stuff later but let's talk about the controls okay so obviously you spend quite a lot of time on a horse (laughs) most of your moving around is on the horse these controls may be exactly the same as they were in red dead redemption one yeah um well, they probably are. So you press le- left stick forward to accelerate your horse. Uh, you don't press the right trigger, <laughs> which is <laughs> my natural. After playing Forza Horizon Four for seventy odd hours, my natural instinct is when I get on a vehicle and I'm calling a horse a vehicle for the purposes of this discussion, uh, I press the right trigger to accelerate. But what that does is fire a gun immediately into the back of your horse's head. So I had a few <laughs> had a few bad ex- instances with horses straight off the bat. But once I learned that you actually press forward on the left stick. Which is fine. So off you go and you sort of, you either hammer the A button to gallop or you, it says that you can press it in time with the galloping so that you don't lose stamina. But I found that almost impossible. Whatever I'm doing wrong, it still loses stamina as, I, as I'm tapping away on the A button, um, which is fine. And then you pull back on the left stick to decelerate your horse. Um, but it doesn't stop it, which is the thing that I've really You need to press RB. RB. Yeah, you need to press... <laughs> the right shoulder button which is odd uh, yeah. for me it's just so unintuitive so I, I pull back and the horse grinds to a sort of halt and then because you're pulling back it does what you'd expect you, a horse to do if you pulled the reins back so it's sort of moving left and right almost backwards but it, you can't control the direction it's just sort of moving wildly side to side which has meant that i've done quite a few times where i've just like been bowling into a town go up to stop by a, a hitch post and then don't stop, and then immediately knock someone over. And get who, who takes like real offence instantly gets up, starts shooting me. I shoot him back, and then World War Three kicks off. Yeah, in the middle of this little town, and stuff like that. It just seems that the control system is a bit weird. Have you managed mm. to uh, hit any trees yet? 
the ragdoll physics are quite <laughs> impressive, I found. Yeah, that, that's another thing. So if you're galloping along, and let's say there's another horse coming in the opposite direction, it seems to be a very fine line between you just grazing it and the bloke going, hey, get off me, and, and you both carry on on your way, to like complete, like almost running into a brick wall at pace, mm. and you fall off, the horse dies. It's like... <laughs> It's, it's really dramatic, but it seems quite a fine line on that front. Yeah. So I've lost a couple of horses like that. Buy horse revival stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely a good tip because I've had to revive. You put a lot of effort into getting your horse uh, friendly and, and in, increasing its stamina and all that stuff. You don't want to lose one just because you slightly got a pixel wrong as you tried to there, overtake someone. There's nothing worse. That, like I was playing, I had one horse pretty much. Do you know, like after I kind of got access to a stable, I bought like an yeah. expensive horse mm-hmm. and I did it all up how I wanted it and everything. Do you know, I like, changed its tail and stuff like that. That's awesome, all that stuff. I and then say. the horse died, but it, I died at the same time. So it spawned me a little bit away. And by the time you get back, it's just a saddle on the floor. <laughs> and you got to start all that bonding again and then buy another yeah. horse. And they're not cheap. They're so that's... the most expensive items in the game. Like, yeah, yeah, they are. And there's, there's, um, that bonding stuff's quite interesting. So there's lots of, which I thought was going to really annoy me when they, when they started talking about, like, you've got to maintain, maintain food. So you need to be eating and you need to be, um, shaving and you need to be wearing appropriate clothing at all times. And then on top of that, you've got to, you've got to pet your horse. You've got to feed your horse. And it, it feels like, well, when those instructions come out, I was like, oh, my God, this sounds just so dull. Like, I'm not sure yeah, I thought it was going to be a survival uh, game when all this Yeah, it, it seems really intense. But actually, you don't really have to do much of that stuff at all to just keep going. It will prompt you if something really bad is about to happen. You can just dip into your satchel and get something. Um, but what I found myself doing now is every time I arrive back at my horse, I give it a brush, yeah. I give it a pat, and I give it some oatmeal <laughs> cookies. <laughs> and, and that seems to make it happy. Yeah. <laughs> Like I was as soon as it starts, like when you're riding out the snowy bit at the beginning, and it says, "Oh, you're now in a warm climate, and you're close." Yeah, yeah. and I was like, "What?" But then <laughs> it automatically switched clothes for me, like after that, and then that was pretty much it. Like I never touched the clothes again. <laughs> so yeah, do you remember it was at GTA Three where you had to you had to eat constantly, you had, and if you ate too much, you had to go to the gym to get your weight down. Yeah, well, I know. I was just like, oh, it's not going to be like that. Is I it? know in this that you can get like overweight and underweight, and it kind of affects how quickly your health and stuff drains but i spent most of the game being underweight and it never <laughs> it never seemed to you know affect me too much make a big deal i think you can make it a massive part of the game if you choose to or you can kind of leave it if you want which kind of is a lot of the game really like the the camp stuff you can really keep like i was contributing thousands of dollars to it and upgrading yes. it all and stuff and then you look at the ledger and it's like Somebody else in your group has contributed a bat wing, and it's like I just give a thousand dollars, and they're giving twenty five cents in a bat wing. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Here? <laughs> this is so we should talk about the the map. Oh, well, let's talk about the graphics. So we talked a bit about the snow effects and the light effects. They're all brilliant, and the sound design's really good. But um, I've got a bit of an issue with the sound on my Xbox, which is the same problem I had with the sound on Spider Man on my PlayStation. In that I bought this really nice cabinet from IKEA. Uh, it's like a floating <laughs> cupboard thing, and it's got drawers, uh, and then above each drawer is a thin like compartment for perfect perfect size for a console. And then there's like cable tidies around the back, and it's all really neat. Uh, but the problem I found is that 
with both Red Dead and with Spider-Man, the consoles are not getting enough air. Right. So I took I took a um, a circular saw <laughs> to the back of it <laughs> and made some holes, uh, big holes in each side. But it hasn't really helped with Red Dead at all. Like my, I've got an Xbox One X, so it's you know I remember when we were testing it and it was much quieter than the original Xbox One. But it's literally, I just turned the game on, and it's like, like an absolutely horrendous noise. Uh, so I don't really hear too much of the subtleties. Of the, I've had to turn, the, I've had to turn the sound bar up loads just to get just to drown out the sound of the fan. Uh, so I will take more to it. But apparently, the sound design is really good. It is. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm lucky. I've a, I've got uh, a, I seem to have a pretty good model of PS4, the original PS4. Uh, it, so it doesn't have this like godly ungodly airplane noise coming out of it all the time which has been great for the games that have come out this year but i also listen with headphones on normally as well so I, yeah I, I, I think that i might need to do that yeah so yeah the sound design was the first thing that that struck me and 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 the thing that's been my favorite part of the experience so far particularly like the voice acting is really rough and really they sound like real people they don't sound like actors particularly dutch i think has got a really good voice yeah. actor he's, he's you know his voice cracks in the, if he's trying to shout when it's snowing and and you know you've got characters that actually sound frail if they're old and and coming off of a game like for, for example assassin's creed where all the characters basically sound virtually the same whether they're old or young or whatever it's just nice and refreshing to see the amount of effort that they put into yeah the casting and 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 also just the environmental sounds as well as constantly it constantly leads you to wonder what's around the next corner if you hear uh if you hear a particular animal call around the corner or or you hear some shouting down the road you're constantly invited to to go off the beaten path and see what's going on and i think that's actually done more for me than the graphics have in terms of making me want to go and explore which which is kind of impressive it's not really something i see other companies making that effort with the, uh, one of the mm. best bits about the sound for me was the actual uh, score for the game. Yeah. And it's kind of dynamic. It'll change, you know, depending on what the situation is and yeah. who you're encountering. And I, I obviously there's no way of seeing this, but like the review notes I got said, you know, depending on how your honor is and stuff like that, it'll do different bits of music in different times and stuff like that, if you're a goodie mm. or a baddie type thing. And it just seems to really complement everything that was going on in the world at all times. Normally, I kind of just, I hear the music in a game and kind of, all right, there's a there's a shooty bit coming up because the music's picked up a bit. <laughs> I think that, that's about as much as I pay attention. Whereas this, yeah. like, just riding along the, like, in a trail going from mission to mission and you just hear the music, it's like, oh, it's so good. I'm going to have to put heads, headphones on or move my Xbox on top of the cabinet, I think, for the purposes of the rest of the game. Um, what about the graphics then? So I, I was pretty underwhelmed with the snowy section, I have to say. It's a lot of blizzards, so you don't see very far. Uh, everything's white. And then gradually as it's thawed out and we've moved into the next season, I don't feel they've... Like, there's been a couple of missions where I'm wandering off to part of the map, which is quite pretty, but I don't feel it's really been handled in as a cinematic way as it could have been like there's if there was a couple of times where i went up to this sort of cliff edge for one of the missions and i thought oh man if the camera had panned around and sort of shown me walking up to the cliff edge with that behind me and the camera sort of pans over that would have been really dramatic but it just didn't really do that Mm. um so i haven't been as blown away by the graphics as i thought i would the animation's good like all the horse animation and the character animation all that stuff's good but the scenery, I mean, a lot of it's just grass and mm. 
to me though, it, it was all sad. like the level of detail in it. All like you can, even on the normal Xbox, you could kind of see, you know, like the individual blades of grass and stuff like that. And a lot of it was just the really silly little details, like you hit your horse and it stops and has a poo type thing and stuff like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> just, I have captured a clip of my horse, horse having a poo. Just all these <laughs> tiny little details everywhere. I think I, on the original Xbox, is definitely some downgrades that you can notice, like shadows look particularly bad, I thought. Especially in cutscenes, like they look just look like, uh, do you know when you like a cell shaded comic style type thing? They, yeah, like, they, they yeah. don't look like proper shadows. And the horse's tail really annoyed me because you, you could kind of see it kind of flickering and blurring around it and stuff. So I ended up braiding the horse's tail. Yeah, well. I've gone with the braid <laughs> just just to stop that. But on the X, it just it just kept blowing me away. And I, some of the the cutscenes and stuff like that, just I, I like I, again, I don't really take a lot of you know screenshots in games. Like a, mm. unless something funny happens or if I beat somebody in FIFA really good, then I'll take a screenshot. But uh, you have no screenshots of that. This I kept <laughs> I kept taking screenshots all the time, and the only problem was I, I had to have for the review I had to have everything turned off. I couldn't upload uh, them to OneDrive yeah. or even yeah. they, they made me. There's so many things I had to turn off in settings. Just to review it. I know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've got loads on on the console, but just little moments, just like uh, there's one that I put in the review, like where just randomly I was riding and it started raining. There was like a double rainbow. Uh, oh, wicked! Okay, yeah, I've not seen that yet. The weather's really well done, actually. I have to say that when yeah. it does rain, it is very well done. When the thunder and lightning um, comes in and you're riding through and just you see the lightning coming off like in the distance, and there's loads of later on in the game. You get to like because obviously the camps kind of move around as you go through that the game. There's a set. There's a bit where you're in like a swampy area, and just the lighting and everything from that and the mist and stuff just uh, blew me away. I was like, wow, this just looks like you're there. Okay, I've got I've got that to come look forward to. Um, I wanted to just mention one other thing about the graphics. So I think this is done absolutely fantastically. When you arrive at a mission point or something so you'll you'll be riding along or walking along and you'll get to the point where a cutscene is going to begin the the way they do it is that the camera doesn't really change but the the top and the bottom of the screen a little black bar sort of descends and ascends yeah and makes it all like a film size and then you lose control of the character and that's when you know that you're going to lose control of the character when the, the screen comes in but it's just completely seamless it's just you you walk into a bar and then the next thing you know you haven't got control anymore, and the and the and the action is uh, now a cutscene. But it works beautifully well. I think that mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic the way they do that. And even like when you're walking into a building, the camera mu- it must be quite hard. I imagine they work quite hard on how to make the camera follow you in. Yeah, like because obviously it comes underneath the yeah, door. Yeah, it? It, it works really well though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You think it's never going to work because I'm going to this small building and the camera's miles away from behind the back of my head. But it works really well. I, I, I don't know how clever that stuff is, but it seems to work brilliantly. Fact, and the detail in, in the buildings is fantastic. That was the only visual kind of glitch I got out of the whole game, which really surprised me, was in one of the cutscenes where it did that bit, you know, where it kind of pans into the letterbox mode. And as I walked into the camp, there was an NPC just kind of stood there, and then it went into that kind of cutscene, and the NPC was still there, so people were just kind of walking through her. Like, through them yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it happened once like that was the only kind of visual glitch that i noticed it's 58 hours now i just checked so uh, is that it? 
That's pretty good. One glitch in 58 hours. I mean, yeah, there was some texture things, but that was the only proper glitch that I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I I actually still have some inertia when I'm going into a building at the moment because I'm so used to games somehow staggering when you have to go from outside to inside, even, even nowadays when games try and be so seamless. I'm so used to having to stop and either wait for a loading screen or I have to press a button to open the door and I have to wait for a door animation yeah, yeah. to finish that even now I'm I'm still going into like saloons and going, oh, well, no, I can just keep walking because it's so seamless that I can just carry on doing whatever I was doing. So yeah. between those cutscene bits, I'm finding that I, you know, my, my horse suddenly slows down because I haven't realized that, no, the cutscene's just going to end and then you can just now. carry yeah. on. <laughs> I kept, what I kept doing by accident was I'd go to run into a shop and if you, because it's just seamless, if you're sprinting, you just kind of fly through the door, <laughs> yeah. smashing yeah, open. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> and everybody in the shop is like, hey, <laughs> man, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I did that. I think I had a one, I had a dead or alive kind of bounty on me. So I was sneaking to get into his gun shop, and I charged in, knocked over somebody behind the door, and that was it. Everybody just started shooting. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've definitely done that loads of times. It's quite weird. And he's, he's really forceful with it as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, They've obviously absolutely. done it. So this is how, if you want to make a dramatic entrance, this is what you do. But that's my default, like, run around position. Yeah, because there's um, even some locked doors in the game that are in the story and you have to kick them open. And even when you kick them open, it's not as forceful as when you run into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, we had a question about the graphics. Um, do you think, uh, it's from Darius Stativa, I hope I pronounced that right. Do you think that the release of Red Dead Redemption 2 will boost Xbox One X sales for the best experience? Which is a good question. So Eurogamer did a, or Digital Foundry did a piece, and they gave it the most clickbaity title I think I've ever seen for a, a Digital Foundry's title, which was just um, Red Dead Redemption 2 plays best on Xbox One X. It was almost like Microsoft wrote it for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I imagine lots of, I saw that shared pretty widely. Yeah. Um, and I think that is the type of thing to, to help console sales for sure. Uh, especially as they are impartial, you know, independent guys making that claim. So I would expect if someone hasn't got a pro stroke X and are thinking about getting one this Christmas, I would think that might push them towards the, the Xbox One X. You might also get some um, PC players, because obviously they haven't announced if it's coming on PC or not mm. yet. And if they're desperate to play the game, then uh, yeah, I presume you'd probably want to buy the best version of it. So yeah. I, I think it will. Probably I think um, give it the PlayStation, PlayStation have come up under a bit of fire as well, because apparently one of their TV ads says play in 4K, and then the small print says well, basically reveals that it's, it's checkerboarding, so it's not true 4K. <laughs> and they haven't, there's not a big asterisk on the screen when it says play in 4K. It just sort of suggests that it is going to be true 4K. So there's been a little bit of blowback from that as well. I've seen loads of funny tweets and stuff about like that advert, playing 4K, and then somebody's put like ish at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that is the ad that's running in the UK at the moment. And much like many of the uh, dual format titles that have come out recently playstation have put their hand in their pocket and um, co-branded it so at the end of the trailer uh, it says uh, for the players got the playstation thing and as you say it says yeah playable in xbox uh, playable in 4k and and uh, this is probably a discussion for another time really but i given the bottomless pits of money at microsoft it, it's, it still continues to amaze me that they are not paying for those um yeah, brand, co-branding yeah. deals. Yeah, on the well, they games. choose they choose strange ones. I think. I mean, they they did Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which obviously is a pretty big game, but it's not 
the biggest game no. around. No, out of out of the holiday period, it's probably what fifth, maybe. Mm. You'd say, I mean, FIFA is bigger. Call of Duty is bigger. Obviously, Spider Man was exclusive. They've seen some Red Assassin's Creed, don't they? But I don't know. Mm. It's not. I don't think they did this time particularly. It's, yeah, no, it wasn't as it wasn't as heavily branded anyway. It's not Call of Duty or Red Dead anyway, is it? No. no. And especially considering they can actually say that you know the best version of the game yeah, exactly. is on our console. Like it, it makes sense, but silly. Stop buying all these studios. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean that. We want the studios and the branding. Let's have it all, please. Dave, you mentioned the honor system briefly, yep. uh, which is mentioned to you and then it sort of doesn't really appear at all. And then occasionally when you do something normally with an NPC, this little bar will appear at the bottom of the screen and initially, it's got a sort of cowboy hat right in the middle of it. And then if you do something really good, so it will give you the option, let's say that you find a person that wants some help in the uh, in the, in the middle of the desert area, and you can choose to either help them or not help them. If you choose not to help them, the cowboy hat will move half a pixel to the, to the left-hand side towards the red, the red end. And if you choose to help them, it will move half a pixel to the right-hand side towards the white end. Um, I imagine there must be at least 2,000 of these random encounters to get anywhere near the ends of these that yeah, barometer. Uh, like, <laughs> I know I, I managed to unlock the achievement for getting, like, because you you, there's an achievement for doing, you know, either all negative or all positive. Is there? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I should have read the list. So uh, I found it, it wasn't very difficult to get because, like, if you're going to do something bad, like a lot of the game, you're an outlaw, so you you got to be robbing things. Just make sure you wear your mask thing when you do right. it because then people can't recognize you. Um, every time you contribute at the camp, so if you throw a bit of money in, you'll get, like, a bit of a boost in it. And then, like you say, these, these little stranger missions and stuff like that, mm. if, you, if you do them or play nice basically it increases I, I there was a similar thing in the original game but it's, it's kind of it's hard to say exactly what it does because i know again in the review notes you know they said certain missions and certain things will change depending on right honor you've got but there's no way to know what it'll have changed i think it's more like if i know if you've got like fully bad honor and you walk into a town then people will kind of be afraid of you and I just can't imagine how many bad things you'd have to do to get it that far down the needle because it, it barely moved whenever I did anything. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how far you... I mean, it was towards the end of the game that I got the positive one. I don't, so you were you were trying to do everything good? Well, yeah, like I, it wasn't like I, I was specifically choosing, but I did notice it was going in the positive way, you know, so I, that's kind of what I stuck with towards the end. Okay, I didn't... Did, is that because you knew what the achievement list was? And we'll come on to the achievements in a bit, by the I, way. Yeah, I can't remember if I saw it or not, because it was just okay. a list prior to that. Um, so this would have really annoyed me. So you remember my um, my issues with the horse breaking stuff? Yeah. Stopping the horse. Um, I, there was a, I was just riding along, minding my own business, and some bloke started screaming near me. Uh, yeah. So I went over there, and a wolf was attacking him. So I got my gun out, and I, sh- I was still on my horse, and I shot the wolf in the head. It was quite amazing shot um from the back of my horse uh and the bloke said oh man thank you thank you so i rode over to him went to stop of course <laughs> right. didn't stop and then trampled him to death so he was already a little bit bloody and then there was just blood everywhere and i got the negative <laughs> and all i was trying to do was i'd done the good deed i'd, I'd saved him from the wolf 
<laughs> yeah, but there's no one left to see that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If a tree falls down, in the, does it, yeah, it's a good point. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't have flagged that as bad. But the poor guy, I think it's like went from the, his best day ever to his worst day ever in the space of about a second. Thanks to the ball control system. The NPC stuff, I think, is done really well. So there is a uh, there's a progress thing on one of the menus which says how many missions you've done, but it doesn't tell you how many there are, which is quite cool. So it says you've done 10 out of question mark. Yeah. So you don't, you don't know how many is left. But some of the other, most of the other stuff, it has a counter out of a certain score. And there's only 25 of these uh, random encounters. And I've done 12 already in the first seven hours, which I, I was quite think surprised there's, there's way more, but, I, but the, okay. the 100% completion and in Only needs 25 marks. of them. Yeah, the... It seems weird that they've done that. There's a lot of things in the 100% that you don't really have to... Like, I think you have to skin 50 animals out of like 170-odd oh, okay. for the 100% completion. But then there is, I think there's an achievement for doing like studying all the animals. So yes. even if it's not for the 100%, you still have to do quite you still a bit. To do it. Yeah. Okay. I, the, I think the NPC stuff's done really well. So a dot will appear on your map or, and or you might hear some audio coming from the distance and you can go and help those guys or you can just completely ignore them. And I assume if you ignore them once, they might pop up again a few hours later at a different point on the map. Um, but yeah, they, they seem reasonably varied. Yeah. I've had to help people in different ways. And there was one that I did where I, I helped this lady and I took her back to her place. And all the way back, she was started telling a story about stuff that was going on in her yeah, life. Yeah, and I've got yeah. a feeling that she will come back um, later in the game because it sort of felt, it felt like this was building up to something further down the line. Um, and I really like the way that all that stuff's done. I mean, GTA, um, GTA's done that for years and Rockstar are generally very good at that sort of stuff. But I, I really like all that stuff. I think it's very well done in the, the game. The best thing for me about that stuff is, is it avoids, you know, the clutter on the map. Like a, mm. a typical Ubisoft game, all the different side missions and little things I'll be covering the map. Whereas this, you've only got on your screen maybe four or five different missions at one time. And then these things are just little things that you'll notice as you ride by or even yeah. the, even the strangest stuff that you, they're kind of more advanced kind of NPC things that you'll do where they might give you tasks to go and catch fish and stuff like that. You'll, once you get nearby, a big question mark will appear on your screen. Yes. And then if you, you can choose to ignore it and then it'll kind of be marked for you later to come back to, or you can go and see what they've got to do. But normally they, they seem to pay off quite well because they give you some big tasks to do and they might unlock something when you've completed it and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, we should talk about the map then. So the map is a, it starts off and it appears that it's quite small. So it's, <laughs> I guess it's similar to other Rockstar games, I think, in that everything is just a, a completely blank page at the start and you can just see a little bit has been revealed where you are yeah and as you explore the map becomes readable for that part exactly, that you're exploring yeah. kind of fucked um, over. yeah so initially if and, and you could like scroll all the way around it because i did that immediately to see how yeah, big yeah. it was going to be um and it wasn't very big at all um even though i'd only uncovered a small part in the middle but by by chapter two that small area was absolutely enormous but I don't think they changed the size of the icons. <laughs> the icons are like quite readable in the first stage. They look, I was like, I can see what that icon is. From chapter two onwards, the icons are absolutely minuscule. Like you, I don't even zoom in. Like if you zoom right in, yeah, you can, you can see them, but you need to be zoomed right out because the map's so big to, to go and find them in the first place. So that I, I think the map is too large 
Uh, if you're <laughs> at chapter, my... chapter two, you, you're gonna get even worse. <laughs> oh no! Put it this way: the the like the I remember feeling at the time that the original Red Dead Redemption map was huge and yes. really varied, and that is in a corner <laughs> <laughs> at the bottom left. That that is the the whole original game, apart from the Mexican where you were in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything apart from Mexico, it fits in the bottom kind of left fifth of the screen. Oh, <laughs> God. And, and the problem is you haven't got a, like a Ferrari or a Koenigsegg <laughs> to um, to get around. So you're stuck on a horse. No. Um, but now I have fortunately unlocked fast travel uh, in my camp. So in your camp, you have um, at the start of Chapter 2, you set up a camp with all your gang, your posse. Um, and as you say, you can put money into the kitty to help them, or you can put food in because they all need food as well. Um, and, and all that stuff is more of the maintenance stuff that I can't really be doing with. Uh, but I think if you can just start earning some money, then you can just buy the food. You don't have to go and collect like, yeah, kill animals. Maybe the, the first couple of hours I was having to hunt, and, yeah. kind of, and then after a while it just kind of maintained itself. Yeah, I think so. And there's various upgrades you can buy for the camp, and you can you can improve Dutch's area, his tent, uh, and and in theory that it says on the on the ledger that if you do that, then it will encourage others to put more money in. <laughs> but it didn't seem to make much difference <laughs> no. when I did that. But after you've upgraded his tent, you can then upgrade your own tent, and that gives you access to the fast travel. You can only travel to certain points. So at the moment, oh, there's four points I can travel to, which are like the center of each town. Yeah, you can only travel to where you've discovered. Yeah, uh, but even that makes such a world of difference Um, because, as I say, the map is enormous and traversing it on a horse. And you can't go A to B because there's quite a lot of verticality on the map as well, so you're having to (laughs) follow the contours. Yeah, quite. You have to follow the contours of the land. And um, if you put a marker on the map, it will tell you the best way to go. It does all that for you, but some of that's quite windy. Yeah. Um, So fast travel will help, I think. The way the, there's a few ways you can get around that kind of help. I did most of it on horse. Like either I unlocked the fast travel and didn't really use it. There's, okay. um, you can go to the nearest station and then get a train. Yes, and there's a stagecoach post as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's the stagecoach. Or oh, what I've just did most of the time was if it was a long ride to a mission. Was um, if you hold down, I, I don't know what the button is called. It used to be the select on the 360 control. Yep. Those two little windows. If you yes. hold down that and go to cinematic camera, you can kind of set the pace, and then your horse will just steer itself so, on the mat, on the guideline that. Yeah. So, so I just kind of do that, and then just you know do a bit of work for two minutes or whatever while it was doing that, and then look back. But the only problem is I kept getting attacked <laughs> while I was doing it. So <laughs> I go, I'd set it off and go and make a drink or something and come back and my character would be dead. And it's like, great. <laughs> oh, well, that's quite annoying. Yeah. As I don't know what the, you know, some of the collectible stuff, when you got to ride around the whole map from different points, that's going to be a bit of a slug. Yeah. So the map's massive. And as, as I say, I think I imagine you can go and explore pretty much immediately. If you, if you're the type of person that wants to, display the whole map like yeah. um unfog it you could just get on your horse and just ride around the corners of the map um and until so you can see it all but there might be some bits that are blocked off at various points i guess i don't really know because i haven't done that but um it does seem particularly massive 
Yeah, I know there are some areas that are they're actively hostile to you at the beginning, like yeah. like the place that you escaped from. I think you yeah, struggled to go over there yeah. to start with. Mm. Yeah, but Jumba, when you played Red Dead the first time through the first game, and Blackwater felt like a really big built-up town. Mm. Like when you get to there's a, a town called Saint Denis or San Denis or something like that. When you get to there, it's got it's huge compared, and it just made. Blackwater looked tiny. <laughs> the scale of the, the, some of the things in this map are huge. Ah, good. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. I want to talk about a bit about the mission structure. Okay. So it's done in a very similar way to all the Rockstar games where you will have various different characters that are that are on the map um, and they are, they are highlighted with their initials and then you can go to them and they will give you a mission. And that's that's it, really. And it feels like <laughs> you can do them in any order. Pretty much. Which you can, but you have to do them all before you can move on to the next section. So sort of semi-linear, I suppose, yeah. um, in that regard. Uh, but I, like in GTA, you you will do one person's mission and then their storyline will sort of continue and they'll open up again immediately, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, it hasn't really been doing that for me. I don't know whether that's because we're in the chapter two, but it, it sort of feels like I've just done one mission with each person and then they haven't reappeared as, a, as an option of something else to do. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that will happen further down the line. Yeah, I, I've never hugely got on with that design, particularly. I, I kind of feel like it almost feels like busy work sometimes when there's just like five people hanging around in the camp and you just have to go to each one and they all have a little mission to do. Sometimes I feel like it kind of loses the momentum a bit. Mm. Something, I, I, I guess, particularly when it's like a, you've got this epic cowboy narrative going on in the background but you're spending a lot of time just sort of going around the houses and finishing off everyone's quests before something big happens sometimes it just it feels a little bit like you're just being held back from the big event to do a little bit of busy work but i know that's a problem in, in a lot of open world games but yeah something about the rockstar way of doing it where as you say you've got all these just these little initial icons around the camp and you're just kind of doing relatively particularly at the beginning relatively low-key task for them yeah well that was what i was going to mention so i'm now what seven hours in i think there's been two missions that i've thought that's pretty cool mm. i think basically what, seven what, hours what you're doing is tutorials yeah, yeah. quite possibly because yeah. like you'll get told to come and help somebody go hunting that's the yes. only mission you get to do hunting so they basically teach you how to hunt and stuff and then that's it there was like little side objectives. Like um, there was one guy who, was a, who has like a book where he's lending people money and he'll give you like tasks to go and collect the money and stuff like that. For him. That was like a recurring one that happened as you moved from each camp. But the, right. it was basically main story stuff and things I've discovered and, and like little optional side stuff that you could choose to do or not. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff you are doing, I think, is just teaching you the basics of the game as you get mm. through it. So we had a question on this sort of stuff from Mark, who said, "What's your favourite thing to do in Red Dead away from the main story?" So you mentioned the guy with the book. Um, you are basically debt collecting for your camp people that owe your camp money for various old stuff. They're okay. What I prefer is the bounty hunter stuff, um, yeah. which you get from the police cells. Yeah. So you'll have to go and um, collect, or go and get someone. And the, I've I've done three or four of those, and they've all been quite varied, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, you have to hog tie the person and then um, take them back to the cells. 
But those stories I found really good. So that would be the favorite thing I've done. I quite enjoyed the hunting. We'll come on to a bit of the hunting stuff in a minute. But I imagine more and more of those types of side quests will open up as as the game moves on. I spent Um, a lot of time fishing. Okay, (laughs) so I haven't got to that yet. See that that'll be another one. One of the like you'll get a mission to do with uh, John Marston's son Jack, and you just basically go fishing, and it shows you that how to do that. And do I, I knew there was an achievement for catching like a really big fish. So I, I don't know when I when I was bored and I kind of because I was trying to mainline the story quickly to try and get it ready for the review. So I, I didn't. I kind of did the first and then bounty on things and never went back to them and stuff like that. But I, when I had like a few minutes and I was just board and just go fishing because <laughs> it helps catch. <laughs> you get obviously it helps catching food you know to give to the camp so you, you can kind of keep that tied up your your inventory of food and stuff like that but yeah try to get that achievement just fishing <laughs> i like that yeah I've, I've mainly been as we spoke about talk that the strangers and the npc kind of missions have been the main thing i've enjoyed and i enjoy like poking the honor system and seeing what comes out of it like you, <laughs> I, I like it near the beginning you have the you have a mission where you end up borrowing someone's horse and if you instead of carrying on the the direction the game is kind of leading me back to the camp to do another story mission I just turned straight back around and thought no I said I borrowed the horse I'm going to take, yeah, take, it, take back. it back that kind of stuff's where where I'm getting lost and probably not getting very far into the main story because I'm just I just enjoy going up to each person in the world and seeing how they're going to react to me it's it's really fun Dominoes was yeah. another one I spent a bit of time playing I played a lot of poker over the weekend. <laughs> I, I used to play a lot of poker anyway, so I just wanted to get the five. There's a, <laughs> you get something. There's lots of challenges. Oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned the challenges. So there's sort of ongoing challenges throughout the game in different areas. So there's like a hunting challenge, herbalist challenge. Um, I guess I don't know what the, the, the saloon bar challenges, I guess you'd call them, where you can go and play the games. I think there's four different games. Um, yeah. There's the, the knife one. Yeah, uh, where you can get filet. Yes, which was also in the first game. Domino's has done really well. Yeah. Um, that's excellent. Um, I've done, I've played quite a lot of poker, which is quite slow, but it's a good game of poker. And the, there, um, there are a lot of fish in the <laughs> saloons if you, if you know your poker terms. <laughs> so I've had no problem winning those. Um, and there's also blackjack, which I haven't unlocked yet. Yeah. Um, blackjack, there's yeah. an achievement, achievement for playing all four types, which should be coming very soon. Uh, but I found the, the five figure fillet quite easy. I think yeah. it was much harder in Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah, because was it random letters maybe or buttons, whereas this was just like pairs. The same button it? every time, yeah. So I made just... it much <laughs> Tapping away and getting through. And I didn't know how to play Domino's before, but uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> Quite a lot of strategy behind it. You can save yourself a lot of money, Rich, now that you're into Domino's. Yeah, I'm just going to buy a set of Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> So that's all well done. But yeah, these challenges, so basically there are, I don't know how many they go up to, but each area it unlocks challenge one and it might be going uh I, the first hunting one i had was to kill five rabbit yeah um and i did that just by riding around and accidentally stamping on rabbits over the first seven hours i didn't at any point stop and kill a rabbit manually with my gun or a bow or anything just accidentally standing on them as i was riding around got me that challenge completed <laughs> Um, the herbalist one, the first one was to get six yarrow or something. So they're all things that are relatively easy. And once you've done the first one, it unlocks the second one. And I don't know what you get. I don't know whether you need to get all those for 100% completion. Quite possibly. Yes, you do. Okay. So um, I don't know. There's probably seven or eight different categories of challenge. Uh, yeah. Do they go up to 10? They do, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. And it's kind of hidden what, like, I, I unlocked the last one towards the end of the game, so I think they kind of gradually introduced the different ones. Okay. But I think you might be able to just trigger some, you know, if you do a particular thing in the game, it'll go, oh, you've done the first challenge, there you go. No, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Um, so you've got that going on. You've got, like, the, the compend- compendium of all the stuff you've got. So all the animals, if you if you track them once, then they get added to your your Encyclopedia Britannica of Red Dead Redemption <laughs> world. Um, and then you've got all the herbs as well to collect, I think. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a lot to do. And there's, lo- just, there's loads of different types of collectibles, like these cigarette cards. Yes, I have found one of those. Treasure maps. Yeah, so you, that was in like the first Red Dead. You'll just get a picture and you have to try and find where that is. So I've been waiting for a guide for them. I'm, not, I'm trying to figure that stuff out. <laughs> There's, right, uh, guy, Dave. You could be the first. There's uh, stuff that, like when you on some of the different strangers will on, I'll give you different tasks to do, and they'll kind of be tracked in the compendium as well. Like epic, legendary fish you've got to catch and post. Oh uh, yeah, so the hunting one. Yeah, there's five legendary animals. I think yeah. to, to hunt. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about hunting then. So Dave, um, this is very interesting. So you go to. The- one of the things you go to the camp initially set up camp and one of the guys there who's the butcher he tells you straight away you can bring me all your meat but also i can do upgrades for all your gear and then it tells you it's very much like far cry you have like recipes for for the upgrade so you'll need um first of all to purchase some sort of leather uh sewing kit thing uh which costs a fortune it's like 225 dollars it's the most expensive sewing kit in the world <laughs> for your camp and then you and then you need to go and get some perfect pelts so to upgrade your satchel, and I've already found that my satchel is full pretty much immediately. So I was like, okay, I'm going to upgrade the satchel. I need like three perfect rabbit pelts. So you go hunting, and uh, you find a rabbit, and you, you you trample a rabbit to start with. It's like, oh, I need, a, I need a rabbit pelt. I've just stamped on one. I'll go and pick that up. Take it back to the geezer. Oh, no, that's poor quality because you've stamped, literally trampled all over it. Um, that's no good. I need a perfect one. I like, all right, okay. So I got my bow out. And uh, when the when you do the first hunting tutorial, it tells you to use a bow. So I was like, okay, I'll use a bow. And shot the rabbit, picked the rabbit up, took it back. Oh, no, that's still poor quality. So oh, I spoke to Mike and said, you need to shoot it in the head so that you don't muck up the body. All oh, right, okay. Did that. And it's still poor quality when I took it back. So what it turns out, there's special weapons and special ammunition to, to get the perfect thing. Plus, you need to check if the animal is of good quality before you try and kill it. Yeah, this three-star animals. And, yeah, know, which so. I haven't. I haven't. I've tried to see the star level. I haven't figured out how to do any of that yet. I think you have to get your binoculars out, view the animal, track the animal, and then I think, it, in theory, it tells you what star rating it is. But I haven't seen that happen. So all that stuff has really frustrated me because I'm used to in Far Cry Five. The first thing I do is upgrade all my equipment because I want more gun slots. It's the most important thing in Far Cry is to unlock another gun slot. You can't just walk around with a pistol. So that is in, ingrained into my head now. It's the first thing I need to do is upgrade my satchel, upgrade all this other equipment. And I just haven't been able to upgrade a single thing at the moment. Uh, that's really frustrating me. Having said that, I do really enjoy the hunting. It's quite therapeutic. Uh, <laughs> I've, bought, I've bought a vermin gun now, or I think it's called something like that. A special rifle for killing like vermin. So, yeah, hopefully with the right ammo and the right weapon, and then if I do this special star rating thing, I will be able to finally upgrade my satchel. But, Dave, you said you played the whole game without doing any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I hunted purely for food for the camp, and then yeah. when I was riding around, like you can set up a little mini camp for yourself. So I, yes. I cooked some stuff for myself on that, but I didn't bother with upgrading anything whatsoever. Okay. 
Mm. It, feel, it, feel, it felt like when he was telling me about that stuff, it was important, like in the game. But um, obviously not if you can get through the whole thing without doing it. Yeah, I think that's possibly why we've both had a bit of a trouble with the tutorial sections at the beginning, because everything they're saying sounds so important, yet Dave's sort of telling us that none of it is. <laughs> he's already need to bother with anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is odd, isn't it? You don't know what to focus on, because it is no. a big world, and there's a lot of information thrown at you in that first few mm. hours. Anyway, I know, and obviously to do the 100%, you're going to need to do a lot of the hunting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got... Uh... You've got to track every type of animal. I think you've got to skin every type of animal. And All those animations are a bit grim as well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit grim. Yeah, that's slightly there unpleasant. Was one as, a, as a carnivore, I don't, I don't mind raw meat, but some of the this the sound as much as anything when he's ripping skin off a turkey in one movement. It's like, oh Christ! <laughs> I did because you, you can't keep hold of some of the stuff because it's too big, you know, just to carry. It's not like a a magic game where you you shoot a bear and yeah. stick it in your backpack. So <laughs> you've got to kind of store everything on your horse and I, little things you can kind of just tie at the side. And I forgot that I got two of these things tied up at the side, so I ended up with like rotten meat dangling from my horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a euphemism, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll tell you one thing that's annoying about the hunting. So it's got this weird, you have to double press the two yeah. sticks in to go into eagle mode or whatever you call it, magic eye system, bat, bat vision, you know, the, the standard additional mode that there is. And only when you're in that mode, you can see um, whore, uh, animal trails, which is cool. I totally get all that, and that's brilliant. But you move so, so slowly in that. And I also don't get why that's the only way you can see the herbs. Like, well, surely once you've identified a plant is a, a oregano, plant or oregano to our uk listeners um then you know what it looks like you don't have to go into like eagle vision just to see what the plant is that really bugs me the Mm. hunting bit if you click it again that you come out of it yeah i know that but then you lose the thing and then well then it says press rb to track the thing yeah but that's on a timer for some reason that doesn't last forever i think it zooms down as you follow it and so you've tracked it as far as Oh, is that not done. a timer? No, so you like you, you you get the trail, you follow it until so you've got all of that trail, then you And then you press do your again. eagle eye again and yeah, then you mm. might find a bit more trail and kept doing So that. I was trying to get a fox um yesterday. I was trying to track this fox, get it, but the fox moves so quickly that I can't possibly keep up with it. So I'm a bit confused as to, oh I guess at that point is when you need to use bait, which mm. was which was briefly explained. Yeah, you can um, use bait, can't you? But I, I just kind of stalked them until they were still and then shot from a distance. Okay. Like but then the, you, don't you end up messing up the skin? I, don't, I wasn't bothered about the skins. I was just oh, trying okay. to get food. That was it. I see. Okay. I think you're trying to min-max this pretty early on, Rich. You I am. Have to I am. Get I'm a bit further. To, and as well, as you, as you advance, like, <laughs> I noticed I was getting some of the missions, I'll say, do you know, do you get the gold stars for missions and stuff? Yeah, I haven't got a single gold star yet. No, there's an achievement for getting seventy. I think there's 107 missions, and I got ten. Okay, so you have to get seventy gold stars for the achievement. Which so we will that's the same with. as and the, Grand Theft Auto. You can't oh, see what they are like. Yeah, it's not until you finish the mission. But there was quite a few mm. of them headshots, and I thought I was getting headshots because I was, you know, doing the slow down, slow down time and shooting at the head type stuff. But later on, one of the slow down timey things, you get like a a marker. It kind of highlights, you know, the brain 
and the heart and stuff like that. Okay. So once you progress, it's probably going to make that perfect pelt stuff easier because you'd be able to focus completely on that. Yeah, because I did notice. Area. I did notice that um, on the um, in the player like progress section, it has got a whole section on perks. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't clear how you got any of those things, so that was that's quite interesting. Uh, Maybe all this stuff just becomes infinitely easier. 20 hours into the game. I think the perks might be through completing strangers and stuff, maybe. Okay. Because I've not, I've not unlocked any of them. Okay. Um, should we talk about combat? Okay. It's a bit rubbish. Fist fighting mm. is rubbish. It's rockstar mm. combat. Like a rockstar. I know, but come on. Eight years on, make it better. It's the same as GTA 5. It's not. I know. Like, five years on, make it better. I th- yeah. I mean, I've, I've just come off of playing. Assassin's Creed Odyssey I'm basically playing it in tandem and and that's not a game that's well known for having great combat but it still feels more fluid and more accessible than than what Rockstar are doing and when you think that Rockstar are so renowned for their game design and yet I'm finding Assassin's Creed which is routinely kind of scorned for some of its design like I'm finding the the combat better in in Odyssey than I am in in Red Dead it's a little bit disappointing to be honest yeah I mean the the gunplay is fine but the the hand to hand the the fist fights are garbage really. You've got a button to block, which seems to work twenty percent of the time. Mm. And you've got a button for punching, which I don't know. I think all that stuff's just rubbish. And they should have spent more time on that because fist fights are quite important in the early stage. I imagine they get less important further down the line. But I thought that was rubbish. The the gunplay stuff is interesting because there's a lot of different weapons and there's a whole ton of different upgrades for each weapon. So I've spent a bit of money upgrading uh, some of my weapons, which has been good because I've improved the accuracy and that sort of stuff. Um, but you have to keep them clean. Otherwise, they become more liable to jam and take longer to reload and all that stuff. And that's a bit more of the maintenance stuff that I'm not really big into. Mm. Like you have to buy gun oil and give them a wipe. You just sort of forget to do all that stuff in the, in the, in the course of playing the game. Yeah. Well, I'm still even forgetting to take my guns with me. I'll, I'll get off my horse yes, and walk all the way up to a camp and then be like, I haven't brought any of my guns All I've me. got is a pistol, yeah. And that's the other <laughs> annoying thing, right? It tells you you've got to loot people constantly. So you're like, okay, every time I shoot someone, like, and quite often it, they'll, they'll do it so that, you, so that you don't get overwhelmed with enemies in one go. Mm. It, they'll be staggered. So you'll have a little area of bad guys, maybe three or four. You'll kill them, and then you can move forward a bit. So when I'm moving forward, I'm like, oh, I can better loot these guys. So I've got the rifle in my hand, killed these dudes, loot everybody, move on to the next section, go to shoot someone, and I don't I no longer have a rifle. I'm now using my pistol. <laughs> that is really bad game design, and it should give you the same weapon. Plus, those looting animations take forever. They, oh, they that's open. ridiculous, yeah. So uh yeah, that's frustrated me. But I also haven't learned how to use Deadeye yet. I think I managed to get through the entire first game without ever using that stuff, but I think that's really cool if you could do it. Did you press the right stick in for that? Mm, I think you can tag multiple enemies. There's different levels of it. You can tag multiple enemies. You can highlight specific spots. You can yeah, I need to get into that stuff. Like in slow mo, there's there's different aspects as you level up type thing. Okay, see that feels like that's what they should have concentrated all the tutorial stuff on because that sounds really important. But that's been lost in a sea of here's how you upgrade your satchel and here's how you shave your face and. I've sort of lost all the important stuff and focused on all the really stupid stuff, mm. uh, which is a bit annoying. But anyway, yeah, the combat, the combat's okay. But I, yeah, that, that is the most annoying thing. You have, when you get off the horse, you then have to take all the guns you want with you. 
which that's, that seems odd design to me. And I know a lot of people enjoy if they see things like now it's telling you to clean your gun, they go, Oh, amazing. That's how, how realistic. I, just the yeah. first thing I do is go, oh, okay. okay no, that's yeah, that's, it's not <laughs> it that doesn't important. keep telling you that, does it? I didn't bother cleaning my gun that often. Like it was is that another euphemism. Every now and again, I'd remember to be <laughs> <laughs> disgusting podcast. Um, should we talk about the world itself? I think we've mentioned a bit about it, but um, something that I was very impressed with was I was just walking through a town on my way to go and do something. And uh, as I walk past the saloon, uh, some guy flies through the window <laughs> and he's just been thrown out by someone else. And he starts shouting and the guy runs out. They start having a fist fight on the floor. I just love all that stuff. The, the, the stuff that's constantly going on and you only really notice it in the towns because the, obviously the map's so massive and it's not, it's not um, civilization. It's mainly desert and trees and stuff. So it's, it's the, in, the stuff that's happening inside the town that I found really cool. Um, so that's really well done. And I know Rockstar are famous for the living world type thing, but that, that really impressed me when that happened. Any of you, do you get stuff like that? Any, any of those things? That yeah. I mean, like, like I said, uh, that's, that's kind of the main thing that's been taking me away from, from actually getting anywhere in the game is, is just making sure that I'm around to see that stuff. And I guess probably part of me is a little bit too, too, so, sort of anal about trying to find all of the the different things in the game that you can you can view and see because I'm used to games only having a limited amount of of scripted events that are going on so I kind of want to hang around and see if something's going to happen but really I need to just like let some of that stuff go because it is just yeah. as you say it's a living world and it'll just keep keep adapting to to if you're in the area something's suddenly going to happen so yeah it's it's been probably my biggest distraction of the whole game so far to be honest <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I'm really impressed with that stuff. I just wish there was more happening, sort of in the or I, or the map was a bit smaller. There just seems mm. to be too much, uh, too much going on there. Achievement wise, right, Dave, you're probably the best person to talk about the achievements. Okay, having got got lots of them. Yeah, um, it's quite a grind, or not a grind. There's quite a lot to do. Grind is unfair. It's not repetitive, but um, there's a lot of different things. There's, so when you finished the story, how how many achievements had you unlocked at that point? 16 something like that wow out of 51 so what a yeah. third not even a third well there's probably a third of them are reserved for the online so you know gonna... oh okay that's fair okay so we haven't got those yet uh let's have a quick look at that actually so what i did think was the list wasn't kind of as inspiring as the original game jump but I, everybody remembers that achievement where you had to hog tie a woman yes and <laughs> there was all these crazy different things along with the story that you could do whereas this just seems to be story 100 percent completion and repetition of collecting flowers and hunting and stuff like that yes list ticking yeah it it doesn't it's not particularly exciting one to look at particularly particularly as it came out and got leaked beforehand it kind of i don't know it it almost was a bit disappointing to see so early for me because i was like oh is this game just going to be a bunch of lists to tick off four of them are definitely going to be missable so Mm make a save some point before chapter four yeah so dave did a story on friday um seven spoiler free tips for red dead and uh, that was one of them so make sure you're saving reasonably regularly i'm saving loads because i read that and I, was like, I don't want to miss anything um so i've been doing that quite a lot but yeah it's um i'm just looking at the missable ones now and there's no spoilers here but one of them is um complete a companion activity in each camp um i'm at a third of that, 33%. Uh, 
So there, I'm guessing there are three different camps. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, up to chapter four, I think that you, you get every chapter is a different camp, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, the next one is deliver five camp companion item requests. So you'll get uh, asked, like, uh, you might have had some already. Like, I've got point, no progress on this, according to yeah, my Yeah, at one point, Dutch will ask you if he really wants his pipe. <laughs> of course he does. And then <laughs> Why would he not? And it's it's kind of you've got to be around the camp, and they'll just kind of wander up to you and say, Do you know, oh, I want a harmonica, or I want five dollars <laughs> or something. And it sounds like this is the kind of stuff I'm going to end up. Getting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll have completed all the missable ones. Some of them, I think, come up in missions. Some of them, are, you kind you kind of got to be around, and then maybe if you miss them in chapter two, that's it. The opportunity for that stuff's gone. But then there'll be other ones that occur in chapter three and. Some of it is really easy. Like every time you loop somebody in, you seem to pick up a, a watch and one of the people I'll ask for a watch, that's easy. But some of the stuff okay. is only found in like a, a house that you'll have to go and ride off and discover where it is. And I've, I've missed that one. So, <laughs> I, oh, no. I've got, but, and the only save I've got is towards the end of chapter four. So I'm just hanging around the camp, just trying to hope that. Just hoping. Yeah. yeah. And I've got three out of five and I've got Dutch's pipe, but he won't take it for some reason. So, so. <laughs> where have you put it <laughs> so, so i'm stuck at the minute. i've got three out of five so i might have to start the game again oh my god but chapter god, there's, loads, there's loads of opportunity at chapter two apparently so okay um lending a hand complete all optional honor story missions is also missable which is a shame because you think you get to the end of the story and then you can go and do other stuff but obviously not <clears throat> well uh, some of the no characters the, the, the them ones from the characters, you know, that'll say, come fishing with me, come and hunt with me. Okay. Come. And then that Strauss guy who asks you to do is um, going, collecting decks collecting. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have 20% of those at the moment. That is currently worth 3,388 TA, that one achievement. Yeah, there's only four of us got that one. Do you know what? It's a, a bit of a funny one, that, because that popped randomly for me. I think it might be a little bit glitched because it did nothing happen for me. I didn't get it. I didn't know it was there, to be honest. And then I went to replay one of the missions, you know, to get a gold, and it popped. Yes. So whether that triggered something I'd done previously. Because there's another one for doing four, Burglet, Robin four, the loot from four homesteads. Yes. I think there's seven of them in the game, apparently, and I've done six of them, but it just won't unlock. That achievement won't pop. Oh, I only need four of them. Yeah, um, that's not a, so. They're the only three that. Oh no, there's one more that's missable, which is a secret one. Uh, okay, which I won't talk about. But there's a, if you're worried about getting through the game and not being able to complete the game, do have a look at the achievement list first, because there are a few that we've missed, listed as missable. Uh, there's also you were correct. There's 17 achievements tied to the online. I don't know whether we have a confirmed date for the online going live. No, no it's, it's listed as November 2018. I, I know a lot of people in the press were talking about two weeks afterwards, but there's never actually been a, Not been a set date, and that and is going to be a beater yes, as well. So we don't know. We don't know whether the, the achievements will go live then anyway. Presumably, possibly not. I wonder so. if the the beta thing is just because everybody tried getting into GTA Five online oh, during yeah. the day that, and it just probably for about three days it was really slow and buggy and you struggled to get connected yeah, didn't work. while they added must have been buying server farm somewhere trust i was so time. disappointed we, we had a big gaming night set up when that oh, came out no. and we got online and it just 
everything broke immediately. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mind if they want to call this a beta. Yeah, I reckon it's probably their way of trying to get around the fact that it might be broken as anything when you yeah. try and get on. Um, okay, so we'll we'll talk about more about the online in a podcast when that actually goes live. So we've mentioned most of the achievements. I hadn't actually looked at the list properly because I didn't really want to spoil anything. So at the moment, in fact, that's one of the questions. Let's go for that question from Curse Souls. He said, now that Red Dead Redemption is upon us, estimate how many hours you will play the game. So Dave, you've put it, according to your tracker, you've played uh, 57 hours or so. Okay. Um, Are you going to go for the full completion, at least excluding the online? Yeah, I'll probably try to. I did with Red Dead. It kind of ruined the game for me at the end, you know, doing all the, you know, you said about them challenges. Catching up with them after I'd done the story kind of ruined the game for me. You know, I just got memories of riding around collecting flowers and stuff. Yeah. So I might take me time and, you know, try and do it a little bit slower. Like I've since the review come out, I've done a couple more and kind of left it. I'll, I'll just chip away at it, I think, over time rather than try to bash through 200 hours of collectibles. No, I mean it sounds like that's a lot. I'm I'm definitely going to complete the story, so that's going to be at least what fifty hours or so, yeah. um, and then depending on how far I am through naturally on the challenges or the other stuff, and how much of a grind they look, I will potentially do the rest. But because there's so many online achievements, and I'm not massively into online, I've sort of already accepted that I'm not going to complete this game, mm-hmm. which means that sticking a hundred hours into going collecting flowers and chasing after rabbits <laughs> probably think my time might be better spent elsewhere yeah um, like picking up assassins or waiting for just cause four but even i mean to complete the main storyline that's going to take me the next month i would imagine given it's 50 hours yeah i'm probably the same i'm i'm, I'm just going to aim for the main story i've never finished off a list for any of rockstar's games part i think maybe la noir but that doesn't really count so much but they're just the as Dave says, I don't want to sour the experience because the, the stories are so strong, but then their their collectible style achievements are such a chore afterwards that I don't really want to ruin that story. So so I think I'll probably just get to the end and then see how I feel. Okay. We had a couple more questions. With the direction, this is, sorry, this is from Stanley. Uh, with the direction that GTA 5 has taken towards multiplayer and focusing mainly on that to the point that the single player expansions were scrapped, do you guys expect to see the same thing happening in Red Dead Redemption 2, or do you think more will be in store for the single-player experience at a later date? Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts on that? I, I I can't see that Red Dead Online could ever be as big as Grand Theft Auto Online, just because, and we spoke about this briefly before, but Grand Theft Auto is such a playground of just explosions and craziness and even before online existed, people were going around each other's houses to just mess around in GTA's worlds because there was just so much stupid stuff that you could do and you could race around, you could steal the car and you could blow stuff up, you could unlock cheats and, and blow people out of rocket launchers and whatever. So GTA Online was just a natural extension of that. It was always going to be huge. I don't really see that a game in which you're mainly riding around on a horse is ever going to it's ever going to be able to live up to that unless they do something really crazy with the with the online and then that feels like it would kind of betray the whole yeah. aesthetic of the game so i i don't think they will i think they'll definitely try and make it a a sustainable thing but i don't think it's ever going to get as as crazy as as GTA has done and i can't imagine that it's going to like sustain the same amount of revenue as as GTA online has done either uh, i'm 
going to not answer because I don't want to give stuff away. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, good, good answer. Leave that open. It might mean it's obvious there's going to be DLC. It might mean there's, wow. no there's going to be DLC. You have to wait oh. to the game. <laughs> Amazing. The Hot Wheels expansion is coming to Red Dead Redemption. Um, they did that zombie uh, thing, so there could be something wild, you know. That oh, yeah, under nightmares. Something completely left field, but I I don't want to answer. <laughs> Other than that. That's a good point, actually. I forgot all about under nightmares. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I haven't delved into GTA 5's online at all since the very early days, but I know they have released various things like there was racing like tracks and cars and crazy racing stuff. Obviously you can't do any of that sort of thing yeah. um, in here, but I guess, and you're right about the open world stuff, but I guess they can do stuff around the heists. And uh, mm. that was the fun part of the original red dead was possing up and going to take on pretty tough um, camps, attacking different campsites and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. That, but um, I can't imagine that having the longevity that GTA five. Remember that free co-op update they did. Right. Yeah, because it was like little missions that were basically. I suppose they would be the heists now. I guess. Yeah, something like that. And they did all the weird like multiplayer playing poker and stuff at one stage as well, didn't they? That was one of the original games DLCs. I don't know. I, but none of that know. has the same sort of. I mean, what? what so I, I'm not that familiar with the GTA Online stuff. Why are people buying their shark cards? What does that give them? Is it is it purely cosmetics or is it weapons or? It, it's a lot of a lot of it is cosmetics, but it's also the way that they've done the what they've expanded recently is that you own your own businesses and you own your own uh, oh, drug wow. running firms and stuff like that, and and the capital that you have to put in to even buy the property that allows you to unlock those missions is right. is where that money is going. But th- I think the thing, the reason why it's been so successful for Rockstar is because there's minimal development effort because they're not writing new stories. They're just saying this property is now worth $2 million. And then when you get in there, you have to, you have to gun run against another team of people on the map and, and people are creating their own fun out of that. So it's very, very limited, I guess almost like Fortnite. It's very limited amount of effort for the, for for the the developers in terms of just shoving loads of cosmetics in, but it's actually creating all sorts of new ways for people to have fun. I think early days as well, it could give you an advantage, couldn't it? Like if you could buy the fastest cars, you were going to stand a better chance in the races and stuff like that. And they can definitely do that here, but but it's just whether people will be expecting something a little bit more. I mean, I uh, love the idea of running a saloon or something like that with Mm. that, that might work really well. Stuff like that. I mean, clearly they thought about all this stuff. Interesting. Okay, um, one more question. Oh, we've sort of answered that one already. Uh, Cliff and asked us with Red Dead Releasing, do you see it keeping up with new content to keep it going like they have with GTA Five? I guess we've just answered that. Okay, so let's move on to our final thoughts then on the game. Um, at the moment, I am. this is so weird for me because I have read many reviews. I've read Dave's reviews several times. I've watched the Metacritic score as it as it as they gradually pulled in all the reviews and it's currently for some reason it's dropped to a 97 with the same number of reviews that it had on friday uh, where it was 98 but um it is probably the highest ranking game on xbox at xbox one level yeah. i think um and i'm not sure it's the same on playstation i think it was 97 on playstation but i think god of war might have had a higher thing is that possible? yeah i think it might be yeah so 
it's reviewed ridiculously well. And I think I've read those reviews and got my knickers in a twist thinking how amazing it's going to be. And then I was very underwhelmed with the first two hours. And it's only now, I mean, you can tell by listening to all my little complaints how frustrating I found some of it. But I have a feeling that when I played the first game, I had a similar vibe. And then the last 15, 20 hours of that game were just so good that I'd put uh, all of those negative thoughts out of my mind. And I'm assuming that most of the people that have reviewed it have played the game to the end. And I'm expecting the story to ramp up in a similar way. Uh, So I'm guessing that it will dramatically improve. But for me, it's only around a 7 out of 10 at the moment. And that's probably being a bit generous. But I'm, I'm expecting that given the whole world says it's the best game ever. <laughs> Unless everybody's just been paid off by Rockstar, and I know for sure that Dave hasn't, that that will improve. Sam, you're early on. I'm guessing you're not that enamoured with it either. No, I mean, uh, I mean, I have a bit of a bias because I, I, you know, everyone said that I would eventually think that the first game would be the best game ever, and that never happened for me. So okay. I think that I've got all the same problems with you, but I also, as you have, but I also <laughs> have the problem with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the other problem for me is that I don't find this world massively exciting. Like the idea of cowboys itself isn't enough. I, it really needs to pick up on the story side of things if it's going to break through the fact that I'm not that interested in in the Wild West. Obviously, I've picked this up because everyone's saying it's amazing. But I probably, if people hadn't been saying it was incredible, I wouldn't necessarily have have gone for a Western game because it's not not as appealing to me as some of the sort of fantasy and sci-fi stuff that I tend to play. So I can't see it. I'd be very surprised if I come out of it feeling more than a seven. Oh, it'd be like that one review that's given it seven. Yeah, I'll just be that, that one stubborn guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell every, anyone if you do that. <laughs> um, so, Dave, you gave it a, a five out of five. Uh, am I right in thinking that your in, my enjoyment levels should increase the more I get through the game? Yeah, definitely. Like I can't remember when it was, you know, that the original Red Dead really pulled me in, but I think it was immediately from playing it the full night. This game probably took me 15 hours to really kind of, you know, get some kind of connection with Arthur Morgan because I, I don't know whether it was because I'd had such a connection to John Marston and everybody remembered what a great character he was that I was looking at Arthur Morgan the same way and going, he's just not as good. But as I kind of played the game more and you kind of make more choices with him and stuff, you kind of build a bit more connection. And I just ended up like totally immersed in the world. Like I was just lost in it at times. So I, I've been pretty disappointed this generation in terms of the games that have come out apart from say Farza, you know, that's blown me away every time. There's been nothing that's like gone, Oh, do you know, I'd buy a console just for this game type thing. Whereas, Red Dead Redemption 2 would be that. If I didn't have an Xbox now, then I, I would buy it for that. I'd recommend people buy it just to play this game type thing. Okay, that's what I was suspecting. So if you are playing the game at the moment, you are in the first third of the game, stick with it is the message. If you are slightly underwhelmed as I am, stick with it and don't worry about washing and eating <laughs> and all those other weird sh- shaving <laughs> and brushing your horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there's so much in depth and it's up to you how much you want to go into it. So you can keep shaving and keep tidying your horse and getting go around the camp and, you know, chat to everybody at all times and learn their backstories completely. Or you can just play through the the story and, you know, there's all the... I don't know if you've got up to them yet, you know, like the, the 
robbing trains and robbing banks and stuff like that? Uh, you, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, I have done one bank robbery right at the start. Um, but yeah, that's the stuff I wanted because that was the one I, when I mentioned there was two missions I really enjoyed. That was one of them: the bank, ro- the train robbing, robbing, right. robbing. Um, so yeah, more of that stuff, and I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah, and there's just there's just loads of twists and turns in it, and you get connected to different characters, and you kind of learn about them and all that kind of stuff. Just totally pulled me in. Okay, good. So finally, Sonic Rich asks, and this is only for you, Dave. Where do you feel Red Dead Redemption Two ranks in the best games of all time list? <sighs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good answer. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I had. Um, I'd probably say out of the th- out of the three sixty days, Red Dead was probably in my top three. Do not games, and I'd say it's a better game than that. So it's probably in my top three games that I've played. Okay, good answer. And you've played a lot of games. Yeah, some good, some bad. Dave has <laughs> played a lot of games. I can I can confirm. Uh, awesome. That's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Keep playing. We will be back on Friday with a normal pod, and we will have Rich telling us all about the Bond coins that I know a lot of people were excited about. So you'll get an in-depth, inside look at that and how you can use it. But for our Red Dead special, that is it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.